Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to show number 314 from Engage for Success. Engage for Success is the UK's leading social movement and not-for-profit that focuses on the topic of employee engagement. We're all about sharing best practice, generating research, developing case studies, and encouraging uh, people around the country, uh, both through regional groups and through special interest thought and action groups, to really focus on the importance of employee engagement and um, share that more widely and uh, encourage organizations to take it seriously. And our weekly radio show is very much part of that approach. Um, And we look to have guests on who are going to either talk from the practitioner side of the fence or from a, uh, a, a white paper or consultancy side of the fence where they've developed some fresh thinking. Um, and I'm very pleased to welcome as our guest today, um, uh, Chris Cross, Chris Cross, who, who really is kind of um, comes to us from both sides of that fence because for many years <laughs> uh, she's been an internal communications director um, with some leading brands and organizations, and she'll tell us about that in a moment. Um, but more recently, um, she's jumped ship um, she's uh, come over to the dark side or the, or the light side, depending on your point of view, um, and is now running her own consultancy. But Chris is a very experienced uh, internal communications director and is going to be talking to us today about the power of purpose. Um, I first met Chris at an event um, nearly a year ago now where she was talking on this topic. And, and I really liked what she got to say. And it's been a little while till we could get her on the show. So very pleased to welcome you to today's show, Chris. Thank you very much for having me, Joe. Oh, well, it's a, it's a pleasure. And as I say, I, I enjoyed your presentation. I, I think it was at Emma Bridger's uh, book launch last uh, last autumn. Emma Bridger, who is also a, a big supporter of Engage for Success and uh, and what we're about, and part of our um, our, our, our volunteer team. So, um, Chris, perhaps you could just kick off before we get into the meat of the topic and talk about purpose. Um, just tell us a little bit about your background, because I touched on it in the introduction. Sure. Uh, so I, I'm a comms person through and through. I think I spent my entire career uh, in the world of corporate communications, 80% of which has been very much focused on internal comms and employee engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you mentioned there, you know, a number of big brands. So I've led internal comms teams at Halliburton, HSBC, Aviva, uh, most recently Diageo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a self-confessed internal comms geek, so I generally <laughs> do get excited about uh, about the subject. You know, it, it's very much it's fun for me. So mm-hmm. I very much enjoy learning about uh, as much as I can about the latest thinking. You know, new things we can come up with, um, and yes. and seeing the impact we can have. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting. I mean, we, my those people that know me uh, will know that I, I um, founded and, and run my own creative agency. And we focus on using the brand inside. And our, our thinking is very much that the techniques and the approach and the creativity and the rigor that marketeers use to engage customers and potential consumer audiences, um, our people inside deserve the same quality of thinking. Not necessarily the, it, will they... Uh, 
apply the same budgets and price tags to initiatives, but the same quality <laughs> and rigor of thinking yeah. and creativity. And, and, and I certainly think, and I don't, I'd be interested in your take on this, but um, having worked on um, external brand and marketing and advertising um, and then worked in internal communications now for, oh, my goodness, far too many years than I care to remember, I think working on the inside is a much harder job. What do you think? Oh, definitely. It's a much mm. broader range of skills. So I also started out on the external side. So uh-huh. um, I didn't really know, I didn't even know about internal comms, actually. It wasn't until I worked um, in PR that, uh-huh. uh, that I, I came across internal comms. And that's kind of how I, I moved into that quite quickly. But um, it, is a, it is a very varied set of skills you've got to have because it is quite complex. Um, it is much broader than just communications and being an excellent writer. Um, and I think, you know, the, the project management skills, the influencing skills, you know, being able to relate to lots of different people at lots of different levels in the organization, have your foot, you know, or your finger on the pulse. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, a much broader range of skills. But, but likewise, therefore, I'm not to do my external comms colleagues, a disservice i appreciate they've got uh you know different challenges as well but um i I do find it gives you broader breadth of kind of creativity so it's very interesting um Mm. you know you never get bored no no and 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 you know your audience are up close and personal aren't they very often you know they're not they're not some nameless faceless um thumbnail sketch drawn up by a planner in a big ad agency they are real people that you're standing next to in the queue for a cup of coffee and quite often that's how you feel i think the impact of your work so that's the best bit about internal comms isn't it when you've you mm. know, worked so mm. hard to bring a message to life or to engage people in something and change behavior when you can actually see the results of that in front of your eyes uh, that you know that's when you know you, you kind of get that sense of oh i did that you know i contributed yeah. to that yeah Yes, absolutely. And so, so that leads us quite nicely really into what we're going to be talking about today, which is the power of purpose. And I know this is something that you believe in very passionately, the importance of that in organizational terms, in terms of winning people over to that and the power that that has to really engage people and, and drive organizational success. And, and we're going to be talking about that for the next sort of 25 minutes or so, really. Um, so I suppose we need to start off by defining our terms, because it's a word that's banded about a lot, isn't it? People talk about purpose. Um, and I wonder whether you can perhaps just position it for us as far as you believe it to, to um, you know, in terms of what you believe it to mean. Is it, is it the same yeah. as a vision? Is it the same as a mission? Or is it something, is it something slightly different? Yeah, I'm glad you put that caveat on there in terms of, in my view, because I don't think there is a definitive view. There's lots of uh, people that would claim to have a definitive view around the difference between a purpose, a mission, mission, vision, values, etc. But but for me, the kind of thinking of it very common sense and logically, you know, the purpose is very simple. It, It just answers the why your company exists. Mm-hmm. You know, why did your founder create your organization? They must have seen some kind of need, be it from society or from a customer. They must have seen a need that they wanted to fill. And, mm-hmm. and that is, the, at its simplest, what I believe purpose is. Um, you know, Ernst & Young have done some uh, quite a lot of research around this, have, have a lot of the big 
consultancy firm, but their 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 uh, definition is a little more sophisticated than mine, which is an aspirational reason for being that is grounded in humanity and inspires a call to action. My goodness, right. And I think okay. that just takes it a little bit further. So it's, right. yes, it absolutely is the why, but there also is an element of it does need to be a, quite a compelling rallying mm. cry that's going to motivate people as well. And, and I'll come on to that a bit, bit later in terms of the, you know, how do you yeah. create a, a purpose statement, etc. Yeah. But for now, yeah. for me, the purpose is, is very much to answer the question why. Why, And yes. then the mission, which is often, I guess, used interchangeably with purpose from, from mm-hmm. what I read and from what I've seen. You know, quite a lot of people would also say, well, the mission is the purpose. You know, it's the same thing. But actually, I mean, if you think logically again, a mission is often, um, you know, in, in military terms, for example, a particular um, activity to achieve something. It's mm. what you want mm. to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's it's slightly more tangible than the why. It's almost yeah. the what. And then the yeah. vision, you know, again, another word banded around without a, a very clear common definition. The vision would then be the kind of compelling picture of what the world will look like in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going back to the heart of what the word vision actually means um, before yes. you put it in the business context. Yeah. Um, yes. So that, yeah. that's no, kind that's of how good. I define it. Yeah. No, that's um, very interesting. I like the way you've separated those three, but they're all basically taking you in the same direction. But they 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 basically just do slightly different things, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love yeah. I love the I love the point about the the management consultants because they do really have to. They do really have to earn their crust, don't they? And and turn something. We would we would probably possibly possibly say that the purpose is why should I get out of bed in the morning? You know what gets me out of yeah. bed? But no, that's not that's not sufficiently esoteric, is it? Really, for the no. wise of this world. <laughs> yes, yeah, got to be grounded in humanity yeah. and inspire yeah. a call to action. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so it's the answer to the question why, and I guess that you know certainly those of us who've seen Simon Simon Sinek, Sinek will 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 kind of understand that really so let's move on then how how do you you touched you touched on this how do you go about defining an organizational purpose then who who do you get involved how how what are the steps one should take Uh, and this is um this is different in every single organization and and every single kind of context really um Mm. but over the last couple of years so i really started on my kind of purpose mission i suppose um, probably about three years ago now, um, and I, I spent quite a lot of time doing research, reading everything I could get my hands on, talking to people, etc. And then I went and did a presentation um, at a comms event to a lot of comms people. Um, and what was quite fascinating, fascinating there was to hear how probably 75% of people in the room were working on something related to purpose. So this is comms people. Mm-hmm. Um, so A, I was delighted to hear that they were involved. They might not necessarily have been leading the purpose piece of work. Um, some of them felt a little bit like, oh, this is like another burden that's been added to my <laughs> to-do list. Were they, were they um, Chris, can I just interrupt you enough? Were those external comms people or internal comms people or just comms people across the board? Um, most of them were internal comms people, but there were a right. few people there who, who had okay. responsibility for both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's quite clear that, you know, that was, that was three years ago, and purpose was still very, I guess, 
emerging in all of the kind of big uh, business conferences like Davos, etc., and you know, mm-hmm. lots of um, senior business people talking about wanting to be purposeful and purpose-driven mm-hmm. companies, etc. Um, mm-hmm. But nobody really actually understands what does that mean. We don't know how to do that. Well, let's let's reshape the purpose statement. We need to we need to issue a purpose statement. So this kind of mandate from up on high from the executive boardroom comes down to the poor kind of beleaguered internal comms team. Just you know, we need to to create a purpose statement. And mm-hmm. and in some cases, it felt a little bit like you know, the missed the point here. Mm-hmm. Um, that the focusing on very much doing a, a tick box. So, yes, I absolutely believe you need your board, you need your executive team and your CEO, and you need your internal comms team to first really understand, you know, almost why are you doing the piece of work around rearticulating your purpose or creating so you a need purpose. A, yeah, so. you, need a pur- you need a purpose for your purpose. You need to ask the question, you ask, do. To ask the question <laughs> you need why to for your why. why you're doing it. Because if you're yeah. doing it, yeah, because everybody else is, or to tick the box, then yeah. it, it's not really going to have any impact. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think absolutely those are the kind of key people that need to be involved. And often you'll mm. find HR is involved as well. Um, mm. And so I think that's quite valuable because, if you've got the HR, the marketing, and the comms people involved and all kind mm-hmm. of working together on it, then mm-hmm. whatever you come up with isn't just, uh, you know, internal. It's, it's then able to be embedded into other sort of HR processes and your advertising and your marketing can all be consistent and aligned. And it's a lot harder to do that if those, uh, if those you know, teams haven't necessarily been involved in the journey from the beginning yes, um, yes. So you, you asked the question about how do you how do you go about kind of creating that that organizational mm-hmm. purpose and I think when you're small it's really easy so when you're just starting out and you're this kind of enthusiastic startup you know it's really obvious it's right in front of you why you started because you've probably written a million business cases for banks mm-hmm. investors you know investors etc once mm-hmm. you were a company that's been around you know, for hundreds of years and you're a lot significantly larger, it actually gets quite hard um, because your your founder was living in a completely different era with different kind of customer challenges and needs. Mm. So, you know, actually, the, I think that's where a lot of the clues are for what, if you're struggling to define your purpose, really look back into the heritage of the organization that you work for. Try and find out everything you can, stories, you know, that bring the history of the organization to life will give you a really good indication of what the purpose of the organization is and why that's the purpose. And mm. and, and some mm. of those stories, you know, can be quite compelling in their own right. At Aviva, they used to have really lovely stories around the fire marks and you know, there was a collection of these fire marks that were on all the houses that sort of showed which insurance company insured yeah. which building. And if your building caught fire, you know, each insurance company had a, a, its own sort of fire service that would come and put the fire out. But if you didn't have one of those plaques on your wall, you meant your house wasn't insured, then they wouldn't put the fire out. Um, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? No, you're right. I'd never really thought about it that way. That often the clues are there in the heritage. If you if you dig back, that's fascinating. Because of course, the drink Diageo, being one of the the world's largest sort of drink distillers and marketers and Guinness, I think, aren't they? If I was right, am I right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's some fabulous tales going back in all of their heritage, of course, aren't there? So, so yes, I yeah. can see how that um, could work. 
and, and, and it hits you the minute you walk into uh, Diageo's offices in Park Royal, you know, there's, there's this sort of history wall in front of you that talks about, you know, the, the founders of each of the big brands that they now, um, you know, have come all together under the, the brand of Diageo. So Guinness mm. in particular, you know, there's these lovely stories about um, the founder of Guinness and how he took out a thousand-year lease. He was confident about how amazing his business was going to be and how successful in the long term. Um, you know, all those kind of stories bring a sense yes. of belonging to something that's bigger than just what it might be today. And there's a lovely term they use in Diageo about standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, that right. when you see these people, these founders in their heritage as giants in the industry, that they are simply, you know, caretaking the legacy that these, mm. these have, uh, people have created. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, absolutely, I would say the first clue is look back. Um, uh-huh. in order to, to kind of look for the hook, the sentiment mm. for why you were created. Mm. But there are mm. two, probably two other uh, important elements to creating mm-hmm. a purpose. That I personally think that you, the most compelling purposes are, a, you know, like a rallying cry. They mm-hmm. kind of make you want to stand up and be counted and be part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that there's something in there that that feels like it's going to it's going to be it's going to be good for a lot of people so if we achieve this mission we'll, we genuinely will make the world a better place mm-hmm. so if you think about a lot of the most famous purpose statements from google um you know or or, or others ikea and google etc you know the, the google one is i think to um to organize all of the world's information and make it universal, universally accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see how that would be quite a compelling uh, reason to, to work with Google in terms of, wow, we're going to organize the world's information and make it available to everybody, sharing yes. all of that knowledge and information. Yeah. Um, so, so having that kind of rallying cry, I think, is also really important. And and yeah. then the final one would just be around the emotional connection. So if there's any way you can use language that, that generates some kind of emotional response, again, mm-hmm. I think that gives you that winning over the hearts as well as the minds. Yeah, yeah. Now that's interesting because the listeners, the, for the benefit of listeners, I will, I will tell them that the, when, we, when you were talking um, last year when I first saw you talk about purpose, you, you talked to me, or you talked not to me personally, but you talked to the, to the audience about how you're, you set yourself an objective, which was to make your audience cry with your with one of your films and I just it just makes me think there if you're talking about that emotional connection and winning winning people over with their with their hearts rather than their heads or and somebody said yeah. to me the other day you can never get to someone's head if you don't first find their heart you know and it, it's also very valid isn't it it is and I, I'm proud to say I've made people cry three times with videos now um very good you know, and, and it's not necessarily cry in a bad way. You know, no, no. The, the last one I did was, was very much about crying with pride. It was people actually taking stock of a massive piece of work they had achieved and delivered and all the bits that had gone in, into that piece of work from all the different teams across the company and then, mm. you know, actually what that result has meant. Um, and when you see it kind of laid out, 
you know, it is really kind of like, wow, we did that, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, mm. And people were literally getting goosebumps and tears in their eyes. And I thought, yeah, that's how we know that's a really good piece of communication. Yes, you know, you've, you've literally hit the spot. So now we've got 10 minutes left. I, I don't know where oh my the shows go, actually. It's terrifying. So, okay, three things there, three useful, very useful steps to think about um, or things to consider when you're defining your purpose. Um, so I would like to just jump. Um, if I may, to to yep. um, how do you how do you get once you've gone through that defining process? You know, you know, clearly that could be a, a, a you know a, a masterclass in its own right. Um, but once you've defined your yes. purpose, how what are the key lessons you've learned about getting it out there and making it land? So I think the key lessons for me have been you need. You, you absolutely need to have the leadership teams on board and evangelists for it first. So, right. you know, if you've got your executive team, absolutely, they've been on the journey. They've probably been involved in helping to shape it and create it and feeling quite excited about it. You've mm-hmm. then got this massive issue of, well, how do we get the rest of the organization, however many thousands of people that is, yeah. who haven't had the luxury of going on this journey or experiencing these conversations, you know, how, mm. how do we get them to feel as passionate and excited about it as, as the mm. exec? And, you know, you, you in some ways have to almost recreate the process that you went through, but just in a much more manageable scale. So, you know, how can you take your leaders on the journey, um, you know, in a much more, I guess, synthesized way, uh, taking them through the stories of the history of the organization or the challenges of the face, you know, what you face ahead. Um, and then, you know, the stories about the difference that you make in the world or the difference that you make in your customers' lives and what the world would be like if you didn't exist. Um, mm. And and if you can hook them in and give them stories to tell their people and get them excited and passionate and then you simply arm them with the tools to go and do the same with their people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, you've got to take them on the journey first and then give them the tools and help them go and take their teams on the journey. Um, right. and, and nobody really buys into, I mean, you know, it's the age-old thing of you don't, um, you know, values and purpose and these kind of things don't happen by putting them on posters or, or mouse maps no. or... Absolutely not. You know, you actually yeah. have to have a conversation, and it, and it has to be quite a human conversation. And by that, I mean mm-hmm. you probably talk mm-hmm. about stuff that you may never have talked about at work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you might share things about yourself and what you care about that that you never thought you would ever talk about at work. Mm-hmm. But it's those mm-hmm. conversations that help. I I think really connect people to the purpose. So. You know, really thinking about the interventions that are going to drive conversation, you know, really good questions that are going to get people really thinking um, yeah. and connecting back to their own lives mm-hmm. and that storytelling. So that's yeah. helping, you know, helping to make it real for people through the stories that have been told throughout your organization um, over the many years or decades that you've been around. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where the powerful bit is. Yes, I think it's really fascinating because I'm a great believer in the power of storytelling. And, and, and really what you're saying here is that storytelling and purpose are, are intrinsically linked. They are, they are totally 
uh, integrated with each other. And actually the storytelling is the purpose brought to life. But it's also the purpose, it's also the, the, the foundations of the purpose as well. But then people go on to create their own stories, don't they? Um, it's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, lovely. And, and, and what you're I saying mean, to me or what I'm hearing, Chris, is that organizations need to actually carve out time to allow people to do this it's not purpose isn't a a, a bulletin you issue um and you know as from monday this is what we're about you've got to you've got to give your business and your people and your teams and your managers not only the tools to do this effectively but the time to do it yes absolutely and and you know i've seen a couple of really good examples of this so one of the reasons I really, you know, wanted to go and work at Diageo was because I had heard about the great work they have done around purpose. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned, when you walk in the door, it hits you in the face. It's very clear that they, yeah. their, their purpose is absolutely the heart of the business. But one of the things they had done, which really impressed me, was um, they had helped every single of the senior leaders articulate their own personal purpose. So they've actually all been on a, a leadership development program aimed at helping them understand what their purpose in life is, what gets them out of bed every day, and then connect right. that to why do you come to work here at Diageo then? What is it right. about Diageo that inspires you to, to you know, achieve your purpose here? And then, obviously, the, the kind of real winner bit of this equation is to then start talking to your teams about why I work at Diageo, you know, how this helps fulfill my personal purpose. And, mm-hmm. and those are really powerful connections that people then make and think, wow, okay, I understand why this is so important or that is so important. And it gives you a much deeper connection to the company. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you can work that out yourself, um, and some organizations like Unilever, I believe, run what they call Thrive Workshops, where all employees yeah. get to go and try and discover what their, their individual purpose is yeah. um, and how then it can connect back to the organisational purpose, which I yeah. think is I've heard I've heard about those Unilever sessions, actually. I, I, I knew they were, they were planning to do that. I mean, what you're describing there is really powerful stuff at Diageo and, and quite brave, actually, isn't it? It takes, it takes yeah. the individuals participating in that. They, they've got to summon up some courage to actually open up because very often people in quite in in senior leadership roles um once they get to those sort of lofty positions they 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 start to to sort of knock it all down and button themselves up and don't particularly want to expose themselves do they no and and you're absolutely right it is that sort of you know being a bit vulnerable um, mm. You know, showing yourself as a human being. You know, mm. we all know that leaders that can do that are, are generally much more engaging than mm. this sort of mm. authoritarian robot. Mm. So, mm. you know, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, and that and it's interesting what you part. were saying as well about um, not only are they articulating their own personal purpose, but which which of course has the risk if it's not properly if it's not effectively facilitated these can just be sort of random personal purposes that go off all over the shop but the the, the trick mm-hmm. has to then be to connect that back to the organisational purpose and the organisational story and actually mesh them together so that actually it becomes clear that everyone is going yeah. in the same direction and that despite can I tell what a really maybe, quick st- 
please do. I'd love you to. We've got a really two quick story two minutes left. because two minutes left. Love it really story. brings this. On. It really brings the, the impact of this to life. So I heard mm-hmm. um, Catherine Granger present. Uh, so she's the um, Olympic medal winning Olympic rower, rower. Mm. and uh, she told this lovely story about the very first time that she went out, and I think it was the first time that a women's rowing team had made it to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And you know, they'd, there'd been lots of negative media about them. They were treated a bit like a joke, you know, women rowers. You know, it's never really gonna they're not, not gonna amount to much. The first time they'd fielded a team. And the night before, their psychologist sat them down and said, I'm not going to give you a lecture. You know, you all know what you need to do. Tonight, all we're going to do is simply sit here together, you know, with a, I think it was a cup of hot chocolate or something, and yeah. just tell each other why this, why we're doing this and why it's so important to us. And they went around the whole team and everybody shared what it meant to them to be part of the team and why they were rowing mm-hmm. for Great Britain. And the team went out and won a bronze medal the next day. And, and Catherine said, it was that moment when we just all sat there and realized this is what it means to everybody. This is why everybody's here. That gave them this sort of intense sense of motivation and camaraderie that they just couldn't not do it. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. thought, wow, I love that. You know, that's Perfect. exactly what you want everybody in the organization to feel. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess we've we've got 50 seconds left. If there was one piece of advice that you would like listeners to take away who are kind of struggling with this big P word, uh, what would it be then, Chris? Start with yourself. So until you really understand what purpose is all about, what motivates you, you can't possibly evangelize and get others on board around you. So I would say spend some time really thinking about what is your purpose? And Simon Sinek does have another follow-up book, which is Find Your Why, um, which helps you to, to try and articulate that. And I would say start with yourself. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's been great. I, we've, I don't know where it's gone, but it's been a fabulous show. I've loved, loved listening to you talking about purpose. Um, some lovely stories to bring it to life. So, Chris, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And it just remains for me to say goodbye. So thank you very much. Good night. Thanks very much, Joe. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.